the grace of God and the peace of God, the love, the forgiveness of God, the promise of eternal life from God, that's all yours through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to look at today's gospel lesson, the story of Mary and Martha. I'd like to just read again uh, these words, Luke 10, verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever noticed this about Jesus? Have you ever noticed that in the story of his life, which is given to us in, in the four Gospels, have you ever noticed that you don't ever see Jesus running? He just never seems to be in a hurry. As he moves about, he, he walks, or he takes a boat that's being rowed, by his disciples. Now, there is one occasion where he goes for a ride on a donkey, but donkeys aren't exactly known for being a, a fast way to get around, are they? We read about him, and oftentimes he's sitting. For example, uh, one day he's sitting at the well near the town of Sychar at noon, just, just sitting. When he eats, he doesn't just sit when he eats, he reclines the table, which means he's laying down. No rush there. And when it comes to children, even given the fact of what he was here to do, think about what Jesus was here to do. The healing, the teaching, all the big stuff he was here to do, but whenever, whenever there was a child nearby, never too busy to stop, set aside everything, take those children up onto his lap, give them unhurried hugs, and give them the gift of, of blessing. You know, you, you, you would think that Martha would have known that. You, you would have think that she would have realized that it was not a part of Jesus' nature to be in a hurry or to be demanding. I have to say this about Martha. She at least took the time to invite Jesus into her home for a meal. But again, her, her knowledge of Jesus, if she would have just sat down, she could have just sat down along with Mary for that meal. Because after all, as she knew Jesus, as you know Jesus, can you imagine Jesus saying this after a little bit? Losing his patience with Martha and saying, hey, Martha, what's a guy got to do to get something to eat around this place? So let's not be just too hard on Jesus, or on Martha, I should say. Because after all, he was their invited guest, and, and after all, the invited guest was Jesus. 
I mean, if Jesus was your invited guest, if you were hosting Jesus, don't you think that you too would be rushing around home and, and, and worried and harried as to making sure everything was just so for him? So let's not be too hard on Martha for being harried and hurried. Because you see, if we're going to be hard on her about that, we're going to have to be hard on ourselves about that as well. Let's be honest. There are not enough hours in the day, are there, to get everything done that is on your to-do list, is there? No. Let's be honest. It's kind of a badge of honor amongst us to be able to talk about how busy we are and how much we have to do. Right? And that we're juggling lots of things that, that and, and, well, have you ever had to be or felt as though you needed to be in two places at the same time? Here's another indication of our, our penchant for being busy and being in a hurry. Have you ever gone up to somebody who's recently retired and asked them, how are they enjoying their retirement? Only to get this response, I've never been busier in my life than now. It's true. Well, here's one more, and this one I need to share because it gets to a point that needs to be made this day. Over the years of, of ministry, in particular when I was working with the Minnesota North District and would go into various congregations and, and schools for a meeting, and then whoever was in charge of the meeting, whoever was opening the meeting, they would, they would say this, well, let's have a quick prayer so we can get to our business. And I always wondered when I heard those words, what our Heavenly Father is thinking? Quick prayer? Really? You don't have time to talk to me? Your business is more important than talking to me? Let's have a quick prayer. What's the hurry? Do you know what hurry does to us? Well, what did it do to Martha? Hurry damaged her relationship with her sister, didn't it? Hurry got in the way of her relationship with her Lord, didn't it? A guy by the name of Richard Swenson in his book that's called The Overload Syndrome, he makes this observation, and I quote, virtually all of our relationships are damaged by hurry. It's the enemy, isn't it? Hurry is. It's the enemy to our marriage relationships. It's the enemy to our family relationships. It's the enemy to our relationship with our Lord. It's even the enemy to our own health. 
and well-being. I mean, we think it's, it's, it's good for getting things done. We think it, we, we believe it leads to being more efficient and, and, and productive, but uh, it's, it's the enemy. We were not created to be in a hurry, were we? Our Creator God makes note of this in, in these words which we know as the Third Commandment. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, so that you may rest. It's almost as if God anticipated that he would need to slow us down just a little bit. Now, we're not told what day it was that Mary and Martha opened up their home to Jesus. But we can assume, I believe, that it was not the Sabbath day. Because if it had been the Sabbath day, Jesus would not have been in the home of Martha. He instead would have been the home of his heavenly Father. He would have been at the synagogue, at the temple, gathering with God's people to rest in the worship of his heavenly Father. That was Jesus' custom, always in the Sabbath. He was in the temple. But for Mary, for Martha's sister, in a way, this day of Jesus' visit became a Sabbath day for her. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what Jesus said. She wasn't in a hurry. And in that, she was blessed many, many times over. Jesus went on to say this of her. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What had Jesus been saying to Mary? We're not told the particulars. But given the fact that Jesus goes on to say that Mary had chosen the one thing needful, the one thing that would not be taken away from her, we know that what he was sharing with her had to deal with who he was and why he had come. and had to be talk about his kingdom, that Jesus was teaching Mary about the kingdom of God, that Jesus was teaching Mary about God's forgiveness, that Jesus was teaching Mary about God's peace, that Jesus was teaching Mary about God's promise of everlasting life. Those were the better things. Those were the things which would not be taken away, could not be taken away from her, for she was learning about the grace and the unconditional love of God in Jesus. And Martha? Well, what do you think? Do you think once Jesus talked to her about her choice to hurry, do you think she ignored him and just kept on doing what she was doing? Or do you think that maybe she did stop and sit next to her sister and take in what Jesus had to share? Well, judging from the fact that nothing is mentioned about what Martha did after Jesus talked to her, and based on her love for Jesus and her respect for Jesus, I mean, after all, she invited him 
Lord Jesus, come and be my guest, it would seem reasonable to assume that Mary stopped, that she put aside the meal, and that she took a place next to her sister Mary and sat at the feet of Jesus to take in what he had to give. And in that, Jesus, I believe, succeeded in teaching Martha a very valuable lesson about hurry. And no doubt, Martha was just as blessed as Mary was to sit at the feet of Jesus, to meet with Jesus, and to receive his love and his grace and his peace. And, and later, it's interesting to note, in John chapter 12, when Jesus again is at the home of Mary and Martha to celebrate the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead, it is interesting to note that in John chapter 12, it is said, who served the meal? Martha served the meal. But this time there is no criticism forthcoming from Jesus about her serving the meal. So have you been in too much of a hurry? One of my favorite episodes of Andy Griffith features Barney Fife Sunday morning there in that little quiet, peaceful North Carolina town of Mayberry. And they had a guest preacher that day from New York City of all places. And he begins his message and the camera pans to Barney Fife, who's starting to nod off. And the preacher all of a sudden says, what's the hurry? Because that's what he was there to talk about, being in a hurry. Barney is startled and wakes up, and as he walks out of church, he thanks the pastor for a great sermon on sin. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a sermon on sin. This is a sermon about hurry. About the detriment that hurry can be to our relationships with our Lord. And to our family and to our friends. And even to our health. That it's time to alter the pace of life. And slow down just a little bit. And here's something, to be, here's something to be glad about and be thankful for. That even as Martha went up to him and said, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Today, you and I pray those words, and he will. He will come and, and be our guest. That even as Jesus took the time then to give the opportunity to Mary and Martha to meet with him, so he will take the time now to meet with us today, to, to give you true rest. If we're just willing to slow down and meet with him. Now along these lines, it's interesting to note in Psalm 23, the very first thing that the shepherd does for the sheep is to make us lie down in green pastures and lead us beside 
quiet waters to restore our souls. It may take a little bit of reordering of our lives. But you can confidently pray, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Come and be my guest in this time when I'm reading a devotion. Come and be my guest in this time when I'm reading from your word. Come and be my guest in this time when I'm seeking you and coming to you in prayer. Come and be my guest as I just sit here quietly to be still and to know, to be still and to know that you are God. And the, the ironic thing is, as we ask him to come and be our guest, really what happens is we end up being his guest. And that he serves us, even as he served Mary and Martha. How about actually having a Sabbath day in your life, a, a day of rest, a day when you let the Lord replenish you with his word and, and as a guest at his table with his sacraments, with the fellowship of other believers in Jesus. How about thinking about this day, Sunday, in that light as being a gift of rest from God to your soul? What's the hurry? It's the Sabbath day. Jesus is here. They that wait upon the Lord. Now, that's not waiting in terms of serving. No, it's waiting in terms of stopping, looking for him to serve. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. What's the hurry? It can be any day of the week, any day of your life. And Jesus is in your life. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Now listen to these words next. For the world runs after all these things. You see the sense of hurry there? The world runs after all these things and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. What's the hurry? Come unto me, all you are, in a hurry and, and all stressed out, and I will give you rest. Those words kind of want to make you go up next to Mary and Martha and say, Move over. I want to sit there too for a little bit. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.